Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew Jr., and in front of me is my good friend, Calvin McGowan. Let the people hear you. What's up, everybody? It's always a pleasure to be here. All right. And today we're going to have a Philipless pod because he is in COVID protocols. You will soon, my brother. We will be checking in with you in probably like a week or two. Uh, let's go ahead and get straight into the games, y'all. We, we have to talk about one game in particular because it's the only thing that we should be talking about as like an NBA community. And that is Clay Thompson's return. Like, Calvin, I don't know if you saw the game or not. Uh, unfortunately, I did not. I don't have NBA TV, which, as we started talking about before the product, I don't know why you didn't just put this on cable. Right? Like, this this, this is a game that I really feel like they should have moved to, like, ESPN or they should have, like, tried to hit up ABC, which, you know, contractual agreements, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. This is a game that the entire world has been waiting for. Like, Clay Thompson has not played in two years. Like, like I think there was it was almost a thousand days since we've seen him on the NBA court. Yeah. And the way he left in the finals is kind of like a ridiculous thought. And then the setbacks and whatnot. Like, him coming back is a monumentous occasion for, like, everybody who just likes basketball and, like, a really good story. Like, everybody should have saw this game. And, um... Everybody should have saw this game, not only for, like, the theatrics of it, but because the Warriors are going to be really scary with Clay. Like, even with him not being 100%, seeing the stuff, like, they, they clearly gave him the green light last night to just, like, go play. Like, every time he got the ball, he was trying to shoot, and it looked good. There was one play where he just kind of, he got a cut, and he threw a dunk down and was like, no, we're we're getting all of the fun, energetic clay, and I think early we're gonna see like some weird efficiency numbers. Like he shot two of six from three, and that's completely expected. Like you haven't played, but overall he was like seven of thirteen. So like he's going to come back, and I think like seven of eighteen. Seven of eighteen. Yeah. Okay, that look that it, again efficiency we're we're not worried about it and like i talked about the green light thing where they just kind of was like go hoop if they allow him to just like play himself into like shape and get his feet under him over like the next month or so like this isn't going to be uh fun for the rest of the league when we're looking at them in like may like i personally as as just like a hater and a fan of just like other teams in the league have been very happy with the Warriors not being good over the past two years. Like it's, it's genuinely made me enjoy basketball more. Why? Because I'm a hater. Like I don't like they they were too they were so good that it kind of was a turnoff. And yes, we're talking about like really good basketball. We got Steph, we got Draymond, we got Clay, we got everybody else. And this team reminds me of this team with Clay Thompson on the floor. Like, everybody can shoot. Even, they don't really have a big, but the guys who are like 6'10", 6'9", who are doing things, like, they still got Kayvon Looney on this roster. They got Juan Castano Anderson, who is going to be, like, a really big difference maker in the playoffs because he can 
guard multiple positions. He can do several things on offense. Like he's shooting, he's playing inside the post. He's really athletic. Like they have not really had anyone his size with his skill set over these runs to the playoffs. Like I even like Bielisa, who is a guy like his entire career, I've been like, I don't know what he does. Like I know he's always on like an NBA bench and like getting minutes, especially because he was in Sacramento, which just doesn't help. But I've always been like, what exactly do you do? And then he gets with the Warriors and it's like, oh, you have a you have a genuine skill set and you look good. And he has like he has like good minutes throughout the game. Like, yeah, he hasn't been the same since like the beginning of the season. I guess like defenses like figured him out. He's not getting the same like amount of time. But I think that's a guy who's still going to get positive minutes when we get to the playoffs. Don't know how well he defends, but he is another one of their bigs who can effectively roll. He hit shots and he's a decent passer. It's exactly what they need in that offense, like at all times. So the return of Clay Thompson makes them right back to title contenders. And I completely understand what like all the hype was about. And I purposely kind of wrote them off just because I don't want this to happen. Like I don't have a better reason outside of, I just don't like it. Like the Warriors scare me. Like genuinely, like we've we've seen over the last two years what Curry by himself can do. And weirdly, it's first year injuries, like severely slowed him down. Second year, when he's on the court, he is dominant. And then this year, he is dominant on the court in winning. And then he gets his weapon, his, his like number one weapon back in Clay Thompson. If Draymond Green is having like defensive player of the year type performances, like it's it's all beginning to look too much like 2018, 2017 to me. I I do not have like actually it's probably not 2017, 2018, because that's when they had to rent. It's more yeah. like 2015, which still scary. Actually, 73 wins scary. I did it, it's it's making me uncomfortable. Um, I can't wait to really like see how this all works out over the next couple months. Uh, guys, Clay Thompson's back, so go ahead and let's do the fan vote thing. Like normally, I hate like the idea of fan votes. Let's get Clay Thompson a bit, yeah. Like <laughs> no, <laughs> look, he still has to get it from players and coaches. He's not gonna get enough votes from the that two those two groups. I hope. I hope they wouldn't do that to somebody. But as fans, we don't care anyway. We be having we, we try to get Andrew Bogan in here one time. We uh what's what's the man that almost took uh Zaza Julian? We almost got Zaza in here one time. Why not Clay? Clay's still an all-star. Like normally we do this with like a retired player or something. Like why not? Just I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, a team captain or honorary team captain. I don't care. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't know. Just no, like he, it's just like. Well, we're past that. We're like, yeah, we're past the halfway point of the season, and like exactly. fairness, right? 
it would it would probably be fun. I'm not gonna sit and lie. It's just I don't know. There's a weird part of there's some weird principle thing in my head. It's just like no. Also no for like Zaza and like the other dudes who got in off the strength of being or almost got in off the strength of being a meme. <laughs> but like I don't know. Like I I don't know. But that said, it is it it is good that like he's back playing you know NBA basketball again after bullying dudes in the G League for a little while. Look, this is the most fun meme we have in the league. Like we we know that other people aren't going to vote him in. Just just as like a congratulations that you're back. Why not? Honestly, like I don't see anything wrong with it, especially when we already know the outcome. I. I mean, if we're real, right, there's not really anything wrong with it. It's just like an all-star game. There's just something in me that's like the principle of it. It's just like, no. It's like, no, unless he just like suddenly just like starts destroying people here over the next couple games. Which, I mean, he might. But like, just right now, my default is no. And I'm not going to pretend like I have just like some great reason to keep him out of a glorified exhibition game. But Clay, you got a month. Go ahead and talk to Steve Kerr. Let him shoot as many three. Actually, I'm talking to you, Steve Kerr. Let Clay Thompson shoot as many threes as possible over the next month. So he can break uh, Steph Curry's record. Go ahead. Go ahead and hit uh, 15 threes in a game so we can go ahead and get what I want. For selfish reasons. Do not care about what everybody else wants in this situation because it would just be fun. We know he's not going to get a lot of minutes in an all-star game. He might even get the scratch, which means somebody else gets to step in. But uh, let's move on to another feel-good story. And probably not so feel-good for Avery Badley. But, you know, for the entire city of Memphis, John Morant's ridiculous block. I mean, like, John Morant's kind of been ridiculous in general a lot of oh, the yeah. season. But, oh yeah, that, 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 that block was, it's kind of wild. I'm not, like, for any of y'all who haven't seen it, basically, Ja timed it like he was going to grab it out the air. He didn't, because the backboard was in the way. But, like, <laughs> dog, we've been hyping guys up for years who hit their back, uh, their head on the backboard. This man hit his upper body on the backboard. Like, his elbow was at the bottom of the square. His hand is, like, halfway up the entire backboard. And, like, he just calmly took the ball and just dribbled up the up the court. Like, like dog, you're a superhero at that point. Like, that is, that is, those are moments in the league that will forever be on highlight reels and make you legendary. Like that—that that is an unforgettable moment where you like, hey, I know for a fact I'm gonna be a parent at some point. Somebody's gonna have a ridiculous chase down block in the year like 2046, and I'm gonna be like, hey, son, hey, did you see John Morant's block back in 2022? Yeah, that kid's. <laughs> that it, it might be better than the one you just saw there. And at that time, people probably gonna have like bionic legs, so it's, it's gonna be ridiculous. But that's besides the point, yo. Like, John Morant has fully made the jump into like superstar territory. 
I think I might be like jumping the shark a little bit here, but we're talking about two back-to-back player of the weeks in the Western Conference, which means you had to beat out so many people like LeBron's back in like full effect. Steph's been playing really well. Like, dang, I'm, I'm trying to search for like other people who've just been kind of going crazy in the Western Conference and like I'm, I'm running out Jokic. of names. You got a point. I always forget Jokic. He just put, he had just had a monster game too. Um, but like, it's it's the John Morant show right now, and he's leading the Grizzlies to like big wins. I think they were like top five in the West right now, which is still a ridiculous thing for I that. I think conference. we're currently like yeah, we're currently like four. I, yeah, yeah, and you guys are rising, which is crazy. Like this this is still like a really young team, so I'm not worried about them in the playoffs. But you guys are going to stretch somebody to like a game seven, like. You remind me of a better version of the Dallas Mavericks when they were taking the past two years where they took the Clippers to game seven and, and like open rounds. Like, you guys are going to be a really tough out, barring like injury and whatever. Like, you have a solid team overall. Like, Desmond Bain is stepping up. Uh, your big man is super solid. Sorry, I can't remember his name just like off the top of my head right now. Jaren Jackson Jr.? I'm not even talking about Jaron Jackson Jr., but Jaron Jackson Jr. Steven Adams? Steven Adams? Is it Steven Adams? I don't think y'all got Steven Adams no more. I think we, he's no, done. No, we, we, we have Steven Adams. You got Steven Adams? Yeah, okay, we got him from uh, thinking, New Orleans before the season started. I'm thinking of a, a, another large human then. But like... Vucevic? I don't think it's Vucevic. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong name. Uh, Giannis... Jonas. Yo, Valentunas. Thank you. Boom. Used to play for Toronto. That's how I remember him. Uh, but not like you guys are almost special. And it's like super on target for where you guys are at. I think what this is year three for Ja. Like this is yeah. when everything starts to click and you start to take off. Um, what? Jaron Jackson Jr. is year four. Desmond Bain is like really showing up in year two. Uh, and you got guys that are like in the wings that are probably going to be really good in probably like two, three years, like Zaire Williams. Like, like the the way the team has drafted, right? It's just one mm-hmm. kind of just been good in general, like being getting just kind of being good at finding to be kind of reductive about it dudes that can just kind of come in and play right and like and so like the thing is right is it like they really started clicking like after Ja got hurt right and for like second folks like are they better without Ja? and it's just he comes back and it's like no the answer (laughs) is no but like they did probably benefit from having him out for a little bit um right other players can't just like Get comfortable thinking, like, in moments like, oh, Ja's gonna save us. It's just like, no, he can't save you now. And so, like, <laughs> you know, you, everybody gets kind of starts actually clicking, and then you insert him back, and everybody's still, you know, playing like that. Um, and, you know, kind of taking a solid team to, like, make, 
and like I guess the kind of thing will take a team being just solid to like being good in that everybody like actually plays right you don't take plays off that kind of um like generic sounding coach stuff <laughs> that is like actually really important it's just like there's a reason dudes like say this constantly is annoying and like banal and like dull as it is it's just like dudes can't take plays off right like you can't like as good as like job may be right the rest of the team can't just sit and wait for him to score and like expect to win basketball games um but like you know our longest the longest tenure grizzly is dylan brooks right and like he's also the best defender and also currently hurt yeah yeah like it it's one of those things where it's like it's a deep enough team that like one important dude getting hurt doesn't completely derail you know what you got going on unlike you know certain teams in the new york area but um i know you're talking about the knicks (laughs) (laughs) my my boys are good (laughs) there's a reason they're 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 letting Kyrie play now yeah covid is whooping new york's ass they ain't got nothing to do with my team whatever whatever makes feel better like we we talked about it last week harris got hurt and like just like that they are just above mediocrity like by wins and losses if you call top three in the east mediocrity then i'm talking about i'm talking about the stretch of game what was it eight and five over that stretch i haven't i didn't keep track this week top three in the East. <laughs> Overall records. You worry about stints. <laughs> Look, if weren't for the stint, Kyrie is still sitting at home every game. I digress. <laughs> but I, I I really didn't say that to like go on a tangent and take shots at the Nets. At least any more so than usual. Um but like yeah so i don't know i just constantly feel like the grizzlies are always a little bit hit like for like the last couple of years have been like always oh, just been a little bit ahead of schedule in terms of like what you would expect the timeline for the rebuild which is nice because it means you have a bunch of good young players on solid contracts granted i like i don't know i just i'm very much a probably just let them develop and kind of see what you have right because like Teams have screwed themselves over regularly by, like, getting rid of players before they needed to. Yeah. Um, oh, unrelated. Bowl Bowl is a piston now. Perfect segue. Do you want to talk about this? Because I think this is the best move possible for Bowl Bowl. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's, it's interesting, if nothing else. Yeah. So, actually, let's finish up the Memphis thing, because I got one more question for you, then we'll get into Bobo. Okay. <clears throat> this team does not feel like the grit and grind teams, and it makes sense, because these aren't, these aren't the same guys. We're almost 10 years removed from grit and grind. But as a Memphis fan and somebody who's been watching the team for forever, like, 
what exactly feels different about those two game two teams and what feels similar okay um so i guess the main difference is I guess the main difference makes me a little bit sad in that, like, <laughs> this team kind of, like, plays more like the rest of the league, if that makes sense, which is kind yeah, of a... You can shoot threes. Well, yes, but, like, also just, like, faster-paced, right? They're not nearly as good of a defensive team. Um, Like, collectively, also, I think they're just younger. Yeah. Um, Because, like... Grit and grind when it really got rolling. Like he had dudes, what like Tony Allen and Zach Randolph, who'd like already been around for a little while, right? Um, and like you don't really have that here. Like most of these players are fairly young, right? Um, well, actually, they're young as far as basketball players yeah. go in general, except like Stephen Adams and like. I keep feeling like Kyle Anderson is, like, in his 30s, but I'm pretty sure he's, like, 27. Yeah. Kyle, I think Kyle Anderson is, like, two years older than us. Like. Well, me. I'm the baby. Right. <laughs> um, correction, he's 28. That doesn't really change anything. He's still, like, younger than it feels like he is. Um, and is still just, like, a strangely effective basketball player for a dude who earned the nickname slow-mo that he's never been able to shake since whenever they gave it to him i mean have you seen him run like i, I like i get it <laughs> but it's still just like it still works anyway and it's just okay like yeah um but yeah like they play like like a bit more like you know the rest of the league in terms of like you know whole space and space and pace or whatever yeah. um which works for them right you have ja morant you, like you're gonna tell him you're not gonna clear the lane and let him work but like um it's also a little sad because like i don't know the the collective homogeny of the league bores me mm. if that makes sense yeah like it's for me, it's less fun when everybody plays the same brand of basketball. Um, like, I get it. But I, but I also feel... Side note, though, I also tend to collect... Like, feel like, in general, teams spend too much time trying to copy whatever is currently working. Rather than, like, you know, trying to make... Put the best team possible on the floor and, like, put all those dudes in position to be successful and work together and all of that. The, all that stuff. Um, that said, of course, again, Grizzlies are solid or whatever. Um, that's the biggest difference, but, like, probably the biggest strength is that, like, or, like, the biggest similarity. I'd probably just go with general purpose tenacity, as dumb as that sounds to say, right? Like, Ja isn't the kind of player to, to take possessions off. Brooks isn't really the kind of player to take possessions off. Like, you have, you have that in general, right? Um, just a collective, like, a collective, like, hustle. Like, dudes not giving up on plays like that. Yeah. Um, except the third string, who are just collectively somehow probably worse than most third strings. But, like, yeah, Like, lo I guess as long as you don't put them all on the court at the same time, it's whatever. Um, 
but uh just but like that as well as just uh also probably a, a general advantage is like more depth like a difference right just a bit more depth right because with the grit and grind grizzlies right after a couple dudes down it's like there's not that like you have other dudes with just like with this team you can like you can like what you can go a full 10 minute, minute dudes deep and be like okay this this dude might be able to help like might be able to like change the situation in a way that like having um we had like Vince Carter one year right old Vince Carter who good player off the bench but he's not young Vince Carter yeah right um and like but like just you know having that depth right that having enough dudes again that you can have important players hurt and the team not immediately implode um or like struggle for for long for for stretches and whatever um and like I guess also the advantage of just the youth is that like we can in general you can bring the same dudes back the next year by and large right yeah like there's been like even as like a lot of pieces have like moved here and there there's a certain consistency right and I think especially this year you kind of started to find those guys that like you're gonna want to hang on to for a while or at least you found you had some of them you can kind of see where the rest of them are, I think. Right? Like, Bane, Bane's not going anywhere. Oh, no. Not at all. Like, nah. His uh, extension is coming up very quickly. Right. Like, he's not going anywhere. Um, and, like, you've also just, they're good enough at, like, drafting as well as, like, helping players get better. That Like, you can kind of just we can you can kind of just wait and see like if there's a spot that you're like hey you know i need somebody for this you can get somebody like see what you have you know help them get better and whatever um but yes uh enough gushing about you know two very different eras of my team but like bowl bowl yeah um no man i'm really excited for this move for bowl bowl <clears throat> For two reasons. Reason one. I do not think he was ever going to get the minutes he needs to actually develop in Denver. Like, they're already ready to go. Like, his timeline. You know how they used to say it's like, oh, two years away. Well, Bobo is probably always going to be like two years away from two years away type of guy like he's just not going to be what he needs to be physically for like a really long time so you, we have to bank on skill development and one thing that Detroit is going to do to continue to suck for at least the remainder of Kay Cunningham's rookie contract is they need somebody that's just gonna try to like figure it out on the fly, and that is perfect for Bol Bol. Like we've seen what Bol Bol 
could possibly be. Without like the needed strength or whatnot, it just might not be a lot. But Detroit needs shooting. Like really bad. They need like a floor spacer. Bull Bull probably doesn't shoot the three that well. Like, can you pull up his stats real quick? I don't think he shoots the ball that well throughout his NBA career. But I also know it's on very limited attempts. Um so I cannot really tell you why, but like from a one, yes, limited attempts. But from a pure percentage standpoint, he has gotten dramatically worse every year. Again, off. How are you like this? Granted, off like very limited attempts. Yeah. Right. So like his first year, one point three attempts per game that he played in a grand total of seven games, he shot forty four percent from three. Oh god. Um. The, the next year, 0.8 attempts a game from three, 37.5%. Uh, this games? year, 32 games. 32? Yes. Um, this year, so far, 14 games, 0.3 uh, threes per game, 25%. Uh, like, th- some of this we might say is just like, at least some of it. It might be like reduced volume or whatever. Yeah. Also, he's out currently. Um. But yeah, but I guess more to the point though is just like it. If you're if you're Detroit, like it can't hurt at all, at all. Like, it, it, if you already gonna stink, why not stink with somebody that's gonna like maybe sell a ticket or two? Yeah, it's just. Pistons are trash. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it only it only helps your lottery odds at this point. Like that is the beauty of having, like, trading away a player like Rodney Bergruder, who's not exactly going to move the needle, but he can actually play. Like, he could actually be on the court right now. Like, Bobo can't like effectively. But he's going to get a shot with the Pistons just because they need bodies. They need bodies. They need some semblance of talent and a guy who's... I don't know how to say this nicely. Um, He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Um, He has great mixtapes. The highest of his highlights are like really interesting. And at the bare minimum... If he can, like, figure out a way to model his game after Jeremy Grant, who he's not the same type of player as Jeremy Grant. Like, Jeremy Grant is an incredibly explosive athlete. He came into the league as a four. Yeah, he was skinny. He didn't know much. But always, like, a, a NBA athlete. Bobo does not have, like, the same thing. But the way... Jeremy Grant has fashioned himself into like somewhat of a shot creator, being able to actually look like a wing person. Like this is that's a good person to like somewhat figure it out with. Like you're gonna see him every day in practice. You're going to inevitably work out with him. You're gonna steal some stuff. Like I think that is going to be good for his overall development because he needs a lot of it. Um, I like Bo Bo. I would love to see him do good. And I, I think I'm a homer 
I will always probably be a homer with that dude because he's from Kansas City. Like uh, Bishop Yage, stand up. Like any person that is like, you're from the A16, baby. Like, I'm gonna rock with you. I don't care how bad you do it. Stick around. And he's still like super young, isn't he? What is he like? 21, 22? Uh, 22. Like, that that is he has not he has not came into his man body whatsoever we've also seen pictures of his daddy that might just be his man body yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he's seven foot two um historically actually i can't even say historically because he didn't really shoot the ball well in college um i thought he did shoot it okay like he, he played like 10 games yeah yeah, so like you, you look good in ten games, but it's ten games. Yeah, like when he played seven games, he shot forty four percent from the three point line. We got eighty two of them joints. Like, <laughs> okay, but no, but like, okay, I'm gonna say this one. He's a fascinating, like as as a like a what he could be kind of guy, right? To me, but like. Also, I remember watching him in college. I didn't like his game in college. Like, and, because, like, I, with memory serves, right, at the time, right, I felt like, you know, he didn't, there were a lot of things he didn't do, right? Like, didn't really box out. Um, How can you? It's, just put a body on somebody, at least pretend to give effort. I'm 145 pounds. He weighed just as much as I do. You're not doing that. <laughs> look, look, he can try. He can try. But no, all right, more to the point, though, right? I guess there's a general effort that I kind of felt was lagging. Granted, I also felt like his passing was kind of undersold. Um, and of course, since getting in the league, he hasn't done much from a combination of like not being super healthy and like having to find minutes behind Jokic and dudes that are actually good at the NBA level. Yeah. And, like, have been good basically their entire careers at the NBA level. Um, And probably more important than that, right, just, like, as somebody who cares about people playing the entire game, right, and this is something that, like, might just always be an issue with him. It's just, like... And and this is something we've touched on in previous... Who do you have him guard? Right, like, who on defense, right? How do you keep him from like getting torn up? You run a zone, you gotta run a zone with Bobo's on the court. Like, the, the thing is, that's probably the correct answer, I guess. Then the thing is, like, are y'all willing to do that to hide him, right? And because, like, most. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most teams don't run zone like that. Yeah. Right? And even then, right? Like, they're... The limit of the kind of zone... Like, zones in... At the pro level is, like... Dudes like Bowl Bowl and... uh, Gobert, even though, like, they're completely different types of players. Like, they can't camp in the paint. Yeah. Um, And... Bowl bowl out on the like out on the perimeter is gonna get blown by or like run over. Right? And like it's not like 
high school or pro where like you where like you can just make up for the fact that you're a bad defender by running after a dude and trying to get the block because everybody is at least is like as about as athletic as you are and again to use an old adage right all you need is half a step right and there's not a dude in the league who can't get a half a step um but like offensively though he's a fascinating prospect you know seven like seven feet tall can shoot a little bit granted i i can't remember was it did he just not no no he did i don't remember if he was any good in the post it's been too long since i've seen him play he shoots out of the post like that that's it like you got to turn around fade away right like it's just like there are like he can be a good player but there are various issues and like there are workarounds right but like i don't know i guess the thing with him is especially early right it like you kind of as a as a coach you're kind of just gonna have to work around his deficiencies like if, assuming you're trying to win any games granted if you're Dwayne casey you're probably not trying you're probably trying to win games you don't have the players to win games yeah and like no amount of cunningham being amazing or like bowl bowl showing that oh he's actually an nba player who's just behind a what was likely a future hall of famer like at least one um is going to change that this year like we're like halfway through anyway the best you can do is worsen your odds in the lottery <laughs> right because what they're like eight and like 30 or something hold up let me i'm probably overstating it just a little bit <laughs> let me let, let me get no no i was right i was right eight and thirty yeah. like there's no there, there's there's not much like to recover from that you basically have to win out nobody wins out like every like you're gonna drop at least one and you win eight and thirty there's no way you drop only one <clears throat> yeah because Look, um, I'm I'm intrigued, and I think the biggest thing that I'm intrigued by is his value at this point. Like, he has not been able to play games, and when he has played games, he's been bad. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got a player and a second round pick blows my mind. Like, I think the thing, right, if you're the Pistons, you're betting on what he needs is a change of scenery for real, right? Like, to be able to, like, get out from, you know, behind the the giant, like, Jokic's giant shadow um, and, like, go somewhere and get some actual minutes, right? Get some, like, real NBA minutes that you can at least pretend matter like under his belt and like maybe he will become what dudes were convinced he he could become coming out even though like again i i I never really liked his game but like i can get why i can get the intrigue right but like i don't know i i guess my thing is like 
the thing is there are a number of players that like I've kind of observed as I've you know from the time like I kind of started caring about like you know the NBA draft and stuff that like are sound better on paper than like they do in execution yeah and I'm not gonna write because like Bowl is so young I'm not gonna write him off and be like yeah, there's no way he can turn into, like, a good NBA player or something because, like, that's not true. Granted, I'm not sure how much muscle he can put on. Um, I guess there's always, you can always try steroids if you feel so compelled. I'm not advocating it. I'm not advocating it. But I'm sure dudes do it. Like, um... But full seriousness, I'm not just gonna write him off and just be like, oh, there's no way he can become a like a good to very good or maybe even great player just because like i don't know i just i don't like needless hate and yeah. like he's young and like i don't know maybe get again change the scenery you don't feel like oh right i get i got my five minutes to show off and so i'm just gonna chuck or like make questionable basketball decisions in the name of like trying to put the ball in the hoop and prove to my coach who like could care less about whether or not I actually do that. That like, oh, you have to play me, which again, he could care less. He's got his dudes. He just needs you to get better and play within the system. And like figure out how to play defense. Don't really care how you do it. But make it so that like we don't have to take you out at the end of the game. Assuming you find your your niche on offense. Sure, sure. Look, all I got to say about Bowl Bowl is um, I really wonder what his diet is. I mean, given that he's basically built like his dad, I'm not sure it matters that much what his diet is. Mm. I mean, it probably does to some extent, but like if we're hoping he puts on muscle, I'm I'm, I'm admittedly not, not, not sure how much how much his diet would help. I mean, it would definitely help, but, like, I don't know. I guess it's one of KD, like, KD's, like, development is, like, a in terms of, like, physique and whatever is the best scenario. And, like, KD was basically a stick when he got to the league. He's a slightly bigger stick now. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's a little harder to push him around and he can push back. Yeah. Look, I'm... I wish you well, Bobo. We'll yeah. leave that segment like that. Oh, I feel like that was needlessly that. critical of that man. <laughs> At least it felt like it. You seven foot two. You make a decent amount of money. And worse come to worse. Overseas. Where yeah. they are much more physical. So have fun. <laughs> I, I, I heard they don't really play defense in China. So you can try that. Oh my goodness, I think that would be very entertaining. But they're also insanely physical over in China, too. Fair, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. You can get beat up either way it go. Uh, let's go ahead and switch to a lower level. Calvin, tell me what's going on in college basketball these days. Okay. Um. So, where do I start? All right. Real quick, I guess I'll start with the one full game I watched, which was... Uh, Memphis women's team versus Tulsa. It 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 wasn't pretty. <laughs> it did it did not go well. <laughs> um, 
And I'm sure if you talk to, you know, Memphis's new women's coach, Coach Merriweather, there are several reasons for that. One of the most basic ones is for whatever reason, they forgot how to put the ball in the basket. Like, the shooting percentage was awful. And, like, there was other stuff. They weren't dominating the boards like they tend to in their games. Um, like, just not taking care of the basketball. And, you know, Tulsa had none of these problems. <laughs> right? Threes, knocking them down. Right? Boards, they were getting the boards most of the game. Like, it was it was a generally lopsided affair pretty much from start to finish. And the coach was not happy. She was not happy at all. That halftime that halftime interview, like she looked like you could just tell, like, by like the the energy she gave off, right? She was it she like <laughs> if she didn't cuss him out she wanted to. Like it she she was pissed um but yeah that was that that was that was disappointing um the men's team did a lot better um i actually kind of want to pull this one up because they played cincinnati um and they like they they played good enough to win right with most of the team back healthy Right, and off of like COVID protocol and such, uh, they they played good enough to win. Which that's at the end of the day, whether you win by a little or win by a lot, you won. Um, that said, right? That said, Cincinnati shot the three ball really, really well. Right, fifty three percent on the night. Oh, it's down there. Oh yeah, um, like Memphis didn't shoot nearly as well. Like it wasn't like Memphis shot fine from three, right? Forty-five percent, nine of twenty. Um, they like Cincinnati get a solid, a like a solid job of taking care of the ball, especially against the Memphis team that has had a tendency to like force turnovers and just. As a defense, they're they're generally very good at like taking control of the situation away from the offense, right? Um, and like, also looking at it, Memphis controlled the boards, right? Forty-one rebounds to thirty-one rebounds. Um, you know, Bates' first game back in a little bit. Um, 12 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds. Good night out for, uh, for the freshman. Um, also, Tyler Harris. Right? He went to Iowa State and came back. And I think he's technically a walk-on now. Um, it is what it is. It's great to have him back because he can he can hit some crazy shots. He can hit them from deep. And when they, and when he gets a few to go down, they all kind of start dropping. And 
like he had 20 right he had 20 he had apparently only one steal but it was an important one in clutch time up three right in the closing seconds um when cincinnati needed a three and presumably were going to take the last shot harris got the steal right got the steal hit his free throws and like that that was kind of the game um and i don't know i i'll take the win yeah right like i'll take the win um what tennessee lost to lsu um there was a lot of game i didn't see uh so some of it i'm not really sure the like the part i watched it seemed like tennessee had an opportunity to um like they had an opportunity to win but like you know they kind of just didn't get what they needed right um didn't quite do a good enough job taking care of the ball when they needed to didn't hit the shots they needed to hit um there's not a whole lot of secret there (laughs) um kennedy shandler is of course still kennedy shandler but like as a as a group it was kind of i don't know i was like granted tuned in without seeing the whole game kind of disappointed um and like the the game before that they they beat Ole Miss in overtime um and like Ole Miss isn't terrible or anything but I don't know you expect better yeah um they're not topping the SEC no like not 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 playing like that no um so you know they got some work to do oh yes um Ty Ty Washington uh now holds the single game assist record for Kentucky right beating out John Wall um dang it I don't even remember who they were playing let's look it up It was Georgia. Georgia is not good, but the assist record is so. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen in the game. Yeah, seventeen and seventeen. Like. So. Uh, hmm. Oh. Uh, it's about that time though. You know, Kentucky usually decides to turn it on around like the February time. So this mm-hmm. makes sense that he has one of these stellar standout games, even if it is against Georgia, who's dreadful by SEC standards and most of the country for that matter. But um <laughs> the fact that Kentucky is coming into their own, especially Ty Ty Washington, who I said even from like the beginning of the year. If Kentucky's going to be good, it's going to be because of Ty Ty Washington. Like, I know Ostrich Way has been playing really well and is even getting, like, some player of the year talk. It's Ty Ty. Like, that's the guy who gets the ball to everybody. That's the guy who can, uh, when it comes to crunch time, is probably going to be the one who's going to be making the play. Like, 
this is Ty Ty's team. The fact that he had a game like this shows a lot and uh, probably reignites some of his lottery pick talk because I know people were a little shaky on him for a little minute there, but that happens with Kentucky players all the time where we nitpick at the beginning and then we come around to the new year and it's like, oh, Kentucky's really good. Duh. They're babies. Give them time. uh, So if I might touch on the draft a little, granted, there's much more stuff about draft than I can really talk because I would need to watch exponentially more games and there's only so much time in the day. But like... And like, granted, right, the games that I've... Okay, so I'd start by saying, right, still, I'm still, like, like I I still feel good about Kennedy Shanley, right, as a prospect. But, like, I don't know, watching him, comparing his high school, from what I saw from him in high school, and, like, since he's been in Tennessee, like, his, his, his past selection is a lot more tame, Mm. right? I, I'm not seeing a lot of the passes that like really got my attention. His passes aren't bad, right? But like the ones that, in the games I have seen, and maybe it's just the games that I have like just picked out. Cause like I don't know why. It just like I seem to pick the games that, like Tennessee doesn't do well, <laughs> right? Just, that's that's the thing that makes perfect sense. Um, but like. Cause like, you 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 remember seeing him in high school? He's like an elite level passer. Like the, but like there's I haven't seen much of that at Tennessee, and but I say that to say like I granted even saying that like I'm still fairly high on him. I think that at least for like some of the guards in the class, that there are people that are I think just lower on them than I feel like I am collectively granted right like um and like i say this saying right like that for example i didn't really watch tai tai in high school and well i did watch jd davidson i don't know i had some issues like you're aware of my various issues with his game i'm not gonna rehash that here but like i feel like they're all players that would benefit from like the extra space in the pro game yeah um and like i don't know maybe in an environment at least in like chandler's case to have a little bit more room to make some of those passes that like he made in high school like you and i know have like you've seen him do consistently right um and like like i think i think that they had the, the collectively they have the potential to be better than i think a lot of other people do yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on Chandler. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about Ty Ty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's like super big. His game is not exactly limited, but where he needs to be to operate. Like if he was six five, six six, I'd be in love. But at six three, it's kind of like I, I I need you to show me more of the jumper and if you were quicker i'd i'd be more excited but uh he, he plays like a big guard and when you're only six three kind of limited and then jd davis like that's just an overwhelming athlete like i don't i don't have much to say outside of that like 
I don't know if the kid can shoot. Um, I just I need to see more. Like I would, that's a guy who I would love to see come back. Like a backcourt of J.D. Davison and Jaden Bradley would be really good until we probably look at like the three point numbers. Like. Yeah, that, that probably tracks. I'm, I pulled up Davison's numbers now because, like, I know that he hasn't, like, he hasn't started. Or at least, no, I'm not going to say he's never started any games. Oh, okay, at least according to this, he has not started any games. Like, he's getting, he's not exactly hurting for playing time. Yeah. Um, I Maybe it's just because, like, I saw him in high school. I felt like he'd be more of a bigger impact, but also it's, it's a good Alabama team with, like, good older players. Yeah. So, and like he, he seems to, you know, buy into the whole team concept thing. Um, his percentages are fine, though, I guess. He's a decent free throw shooter, looking at the numbers 71%, 50% from the field, 31% from from deep. Like, he, but he's also not taking a whole bunch of them. Um, eight points, 4.3 assists, five rebounds. Um,. I don't. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. It's both like I'm both disappointed and also kind of like given context. I'm. I'm not sure how much it should matter to whether or not you draft him. Um, but like, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. That like he's willing to like take on a smaller role in the name of wins. Yeah. And such. And like he's had good games, right? It's not like he's just, like, been completely cold the entire game, like, the entire season or something. Um, but, eh, I guess. Which, I guess, it's, as with all things, it's kind of a wait-and-see type of thing. Yeah. Oh, man, I appreciate it. I believe, is that uh, everything for the college basketball wrap-up? Um... Pretty much, I just want to throw this in here because, like, there's not really a good spot to talk about it. And, like, I, I didn't watch this game, and that I, and it was... I feel like it was a better part of... Like, it was either the very beginning of this week or the end of the week before. Um, like, the very beginning of last week or the end of the week before. Um, but South Carolina's women's team finally lost a game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a Missouri of all teams. Yes. Uh, apparently, an under, an under, uh, like a short, a short-handed Missouri too, which is kind of, like, granted, you know, I think what it was in like overtime or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, but it's still like, but it was both. Oh, Missouri got South Carolina, which would be fascinating, even if it's like. Like, it was a healthy Missouri team, but it's also like they do that, and like, they're they're not ranked. Yeah. Like after, also, yep. hmm? also South Carolina didn't drop, but like, that makes perfect sense. Exactly. And just, Missouri's on a roll too. Like they picked up another good win in their in their last little uh, matchup. Right. And it's just like. With South Carolina, it makes sense, right? They don't drop. They've they beaten Stanford, right? They beat North Carolina State. Uh, they beaten UConn. There are probably some teams I'm missing, right? They've beaten a lot of like 
it was like Staley just it was just like, all right, all y'all just line up, like let's let, let's let's get this started. So like there aren't any questions, right? Uh, and so it's just kind of a thing. It's kind of like at this point, South Carolina either has beaten or has a better resume than anybody else who could potentially get the number one spot at the moment. So like you kind of just got to be like. South Carolina number one, that makes sense. Like it just, like it just does. Like I'm not gonna argue against it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, what argument would you make? I mean, like I guess the argument would be they lost to an unranked Missouri team, but it's just like they've beaten the number two team in the country twice, right? They beat North Carolina State, right? Like. At a certain point, you just kind of got to be like, okay, they're very good. At ba- oh, they also beat Oregon, number nine ranked at the time. Uh, they also beat Maryland and Duke. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so you you supposed to drop one? Like, yeah, like this, this is it. I, it it's fluky until it's not, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Uh, not because I don't feel like that's a great place to fit it. And it's it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, shout out to Don Staley and the South Carolina program. Uh, I believe I was scrolling through uh, Twitter and saw that uh, when Asia Wilson was there, they lost to Missouri too in kind of like the same fashion where they were like pretty much number one, like the best team by far. And Missouri was kind of like plucky. Came and gave them business that one game. But they also won the national championship. So if this is a little bit of, you know, foretelling, go ahead and get them girls uh, sized up for rings. Right. Yeah. But... Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers Podcast. I am your host, Alan Perdigar Jr. And in front of me is my main man, Calvin McGowan. And thank you for sticking around this long. Go ahead and like, subscribe, do all the good social media stuff. You can follow us on Instagram at traveling underscore hoopers, Twitter at traveling hoopers, and most importantly, so we can get this money because we poor. I don't, I'm not going to speak for Calvin. I'm poor. I'm destitute, baby. I could use a few racks. So go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube so we can get that little revenue coming in. You know, I'm going to go ahead. I've been saying this for weeks. I am going to, before the end of the month, we're going to have a Patreon so you can support us that way. Uh, you can go on our anchor page. There's an option to leave us a tips. A tip, uh, if you if you can shoot me like $3 per episode, that'd be perfect. Because that's enough for me to go get some fries for Culver's. And your boy love potatoes. Be great. I am Irish. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Calvin, go ahead let the people hear your voice one more time so we can get up out of here. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my shilling to a minimum. But, you know, <laughs> uh, like, share, and subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave something in the comments. You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, yeah. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, I am doing a Prospects Corner uh, podcast this week 
with Joe Tipton of Tipton Edits and ON3. So go ahead and check that out. That will be coming out sometime later this week. Thank you.